welcome back to your brain on weird i'm sam i'm jess and this is a little weird where we tell shorter stories and uh really just fuck around 500 percent more than our normal episodes correct <laughs> so i think we're just gonna jump right into it jess would you like to start sure sure i have um i have a weird weird thing that i am holding in my hand that i bought today at the antique store and i figured i would read a little excerpt from it um just to give us an idea of what life was like in the mid 1800s specifically for children of the age of four to eight years so this is called the cowslip or cautionary tales in verse um it was published in 1851 and I'll have to remember to post a picture of what I'm holding because it's literally just a little stack of paper. There's like no uh, binding or anything left on it. So I didn't pick one (laughs) before (laughs) I opened this or before we started. So I'm just going to flip to a random page here and see what happens. Hopefully it's not too problematic. I mean, we'll see. (laughs) We will see. Just 1800s things. Being misogynistic. And racist. Yes. I kind of just, like, am expecting a little bit of that somewhere in here. But anyway. All right. So I picked this one because there's a picture of a cat. And it's called Envy, a fable. (gasps) A parrot that lived at a gentleman's house could chatter and sometimes lie still as a mouse. He was hung at the door in a cage that was gay and treated with plenty one fine sunny day. Yeet. (laughs) Yes. When the cat, through more envy, was thus heard to say, Pray, sir, do you live on these excellent things? Because you're a bird and have feathers and wings. If a cat is in want of a dinner that's nice, she must hunt in the garret or cellar for mice. The parrot, observing the cat in a rage, said, Pray, Miss Puss, are you fond of a cage? Should you like to be kept in a prison like me and never permitted your neighbors to see? Deprived of all means of assisting yourself through numberless dainties in slight of the shelf? Should you like to be fed at the will of a master and die of neglect or or some cruel disaster? You cannot believe it more happy to be a parrot encaged than a cat and quite free. The cat was convinced that this reasoning was true and ashamed of her envy in silence withdrew. Nice. That was that was kind of cute. What a well-spoken parrot. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. There's a lot of cats in here. But yeah. So that's so I guess that's a a children's <laughs> cautionary tale. Kind of dark, honestly. Honestly, like, I like that. Though. I kind of do, too. It was, like, very to the point. It was like, oh, hey, I'm going to be like, hey, it must be nice up there. And the bird's actually like, check your privilege. Yes. Miss yes. Puss. Yeah, Miss Puss. <laughs> the language is just so good. All right, I want to try and I want to find another small one and then, uh, yes. and then we'll see. How long is this one? That's pretty long. These are written so weird. Yes, in prose. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, we're not going to read that one. <laughs> I skimmed I skimmed to the end, and, um... Yeah, whipping your children is no longer permitted. So... Ooh, <laughs> no! Yikes. Yikes. <clears throat> oh, okay, here's another one. The bird catcher. Another, another one about cats. I think this person likes cats. Cats and birds. The cat's at the window and shocks at the door. The pussycat mews and the little dog barks. Foresee such a sight as I ne'er saw before. 
with no V, mm-hmm. a boy with a cage full of linnets and larks, and pussy the way how to catch them is seeking to kill them and spoil all their singing poor things. For singing to them is like little boys speaking, but fear makes them chirrup and flutter their wings. Do not fear, pretty birds, for puss shall not eat you. Go, go, naughty pussy, away out of sight. With crumbs of good bread, pretty birds, we will treat you and give you fresh water both morning and night. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to read through more of these. They're funny. Oh my They're God. funny. They are pretty funny. Yeah. So I don't know who this was written by. It's like a compilation. And apparently there are eight volumes. It's called The Child's Fairy Library, which is pretty neat. That is pretty neat, so, actually. There you go. There's some there's some 1850s weirdness for you. Thank you. You're welcome. My weird little book. I also picked up a weird book. Yeah. And I picked it up because we are Team Moth. And this book is called The Moth Presents All These Wonders, True Stories About Facing the Unknown, with a foreword by Neil Gaiman and edited by Catherine Burns. Mm-hmm. Very fitting. Yes. So we're both going to be telling stories today. Um, So I'm going to read the foreword. Oh, this is cute. Um, This book is dedicated to everyone who has ever messed... Let me try that again. (laughs) To everyone who has ever mustered the courage to tell a moth story. And to all those who have listened with an open heart. Yeah. I love that. So. Wow. I'm going to read the forward because um, I just picked this book up, obviously, because I had a moth on it, and I didn't know that this was a thing, but apparently it is a thing. Hell yeah. All right. So, this is uh, Neil Gaiman's forward. So, I was given a list of things they wanted me to do at the Penn World Voices Music, Fe- Music Festival Voices Festival in New York City. Everything seemed straightforward except for one thing. What's the moth? I asked. It was April 2007. Ah. The moth's a storytelling thing. You talk about real-life things that happen to you in front of a live audience. I knew nothing of the moth, but I agreed to tell a story. It was outside my comfort, and as such, a wise thing to do. A moth director would call me. I talked to the moth director on the phone a few days later, puzzled. Why was I talking about my life to someone else? And why was someone else pointing out to me what my story was about? I didn't begin to understand what the moth was about until I turned up for the run-through beforehand and I met Edgar Oliver. Edgar was one of the people telling stories that night. You can read his stories on the page, but from reading, you do not get Edgar's gentleness or his openness or his remarkable accent. I watched Edgar tell his story in the run-through And he managed to make it a full 10 minutes less than he told it on stage later that night. And I knew I wanted to be part of this thing. I told my story, and the audience listened, laughed, and winced, and they clapped at the end. And I felt like I walked through fire and embraced, embraced and loved. So apparently there's also a moth podcast. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. The strange thing about moth stories is that none of the tricks we use to make ourselves loved or respected by others work in the ways you would imagine they ought to. The tales of how clever we were, how wise, how we won, they mostly fail. The practice jokes and the witty one-liners all crash and burn on the moth stage. Honesty matters. Vulnerability matters. Being open, 
about who you were at a moment in time when you were in a difficult or an impossible place matters more than anything. Having a place the story starts and a place it's going, that's important. Telling your story as honestly as you can and leaving out the things you don't need. The moth connects us as humans because we all have stories or because perhaps we are, as humans, already an assemblage of stories. Whoa. The moth teaches us not to judge by appearances. It teaches us to listen and it reminds us to empathize. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So. That hit. So that's what a moth what the fuck do they call it? Like a moth story or like... Do they just call it the moth? That's what it sounds like. Yes. I think they just call it the moth. And when you're telling it, you're telling a moth. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking we can just uh, tell a story each inspired by the moth. So we can each tell a moth. Okay. <laughs> and... I think I need a few minutes to actually think about. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. But um but it's embracing the unknown is is like what the theme is, right? Mhm. All right. So, like some of the examples in the book, um this is from the back cover. An astronomer gazing at the surface of Pluto for the first time, an Afghan refugee learning how much her father sacrificed to save their family, a hip-hop star coming to terms with being a one-hit wonder. <laughs> Okay. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So I guess it's just like a significant story, but it's only significant because you give it significance. Uh-huh. 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 Oh, which we talk about a lot anyways in witchcraft. So Yes, I was gonna say, I feel like I feel like what I wanted the story that I initially wanna tell is like very based in like my like my like witchcraft practice developing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, that obviously still counts, but I, like, feel like I want to choose something that's a little bit more for, like, a broader range of people. But at the same time, it's, like... I, I, I think you should tell that story. All right, all right, all right, all right. I think if it's, like, the first thing that comes to your mind and you can speak about it honestly, like... True, people true, true, will true, true. Under, People will understand what you're saying through your feelings, even if they don't understand the context necessarily. And I think that's part of this thing too true good point all right well i'm gonna go take a bong hit and okay i'm also going to think and actually i was gonna send it this morning and then i decided i was gonna put it off a day because i want to make her a tarot bag nice well i'm assuming you want me to go first you're getting all comfy over there yeah i had to readjust my blanket dude it's cold today uh yeah i actually oh the heat isn't on in my house that makes sense yeah our heat isn't on either Oh, dude. Yeah, I turned it off a few days ago. So our, um, we, we turned down our AC for the first time and it started making this like water, like gurgling noise. And I like looked it up and everything online was like, there's something wrong with your AC. So I was like, okay. Um, so I like opened up the panel and the filter for the AC was just disgusting. Like they hadn't changed it in years. So I, we, we pulled the filter out and now the airflow in our house, like, it was good before. It's so much better. That's wild. And I can breathe better. Like, every like every single morning I was waking up and just, like, hacking. Like, just, like, mm-hmm. the stuff in my lungs and shit. And I can, like, breathe so much better. Gotta love that built-up mold. So Jeff took a picture of the old filter and sent it to the apartment building and said, Hey, 
you know, we need a new filter. And they didn't, they didn't respond. They just like left a new filter outside of our apartment door. That's so funny. <laughs> Basically just Yo. like, oh, fuck. Oh, our bad. <clears throat> Whoops. Here you go. Yeah, here you go. Oh, good shit. That's pretty funny. Very funny. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, so. All right. I'm ready for your story. Okay. I think I'm ready to tell it. I think. This is actually something I've been thinking about for a long time. And now that you're asking me to tell it, it's like way more fitting. Wow. Because like, there's the whole team moth thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that started because we started the podcast. We got sucked into like the hellier community. We met a whole bunch of people who were in, you know, the paranormal group for hellier and like on Twitter and just like that whole community and a whole bunch of people started getting moth synchronicities. And so that's how Team Moth started, was all these people were getting synchronicities related to moths. People were finding moths everywhere. Um, And it ended up being like a symbol for transformation for a lot of us because the pandemic happened. A lot of us lost our jobs and stuff. um, And there were a lot of like life changes that everybody was going through. So the moth ended up being like our symbol for transformation. And so that whole thing happened. And of course, along with discovering Hellier, I think both of us kind of picked up on the whole witchcraft thing a little more than we had before. Where Yeah, definitely. Like we had kind of been interested in it, but we hadn't really connected with it. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't really like focused on it that much, really. And like me personally, my intuition is absolute garbage. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like psychic in any way, like Sam is the one that like picks up on shit and then looks at me and says, hey, this is going on. And I say, okay. And it's just always been that way. That is no longer the case, (laughs) oddly enough. Yay! So I'm like, I don't know if it's because of these books, but I feel like I have to bring them up. And... Not This is not a sponsored ad. I just really love this book. Matt Oren's book, Psychic Witch, is literally, like, the most helpful tool I have discovered in the last year. And so I started reading that book, and there's a whole bunch of, it's like a hundred, I think it's exactly a hundred little exercises that you can do to train your intuition and, like, make yourself focus more on your psychic ability and so on and so forth, because it's not like everybody like me being born not having a psychic ability is like doesn't mean that i can't gain it Mm -hmm. and that's matt's whole thing is you know everybody has this innate ability you just need to tune into it and you need to be able to focus on it really so i read through it and i didn't really do any of the exercises i mostly just read through it just so i could like grasp it and once i started actually doing the exercises i started like my tarot readings were coming out like perfect. Every single tarot reading I did was like, dude, I texted you last night because like Jeff did a tarot reading for himself last night. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So funny. (laughs) Dude, this, this is actually good. Mildly off topic. So I pulled a card for myself. Obviously I, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And Jeff goes, I want to pull one. I said, okay. And so I gave him the deck and he, he pulls one card, but then he flipped the deck over to where it was face up. So there was another card on the bottom that was flipped up. And so I said, well, no, you, you picked two because there's two that are facing up now. So here you go. 
Yeah. So I pick up the guidebook and I'm just reading from the guidebook because I'm not trying to like put any bias into what I think about the cards. So I'm like reading from the right. guidebook. And both of the cards mean the same thing. They both meant, you know, generosity and friendship and, you know, caring for your friends and family and stuff like that. And we had just had a bunch of friends over for dinner and Jeff had like slaved over a huge pot of ramen all day. He had like entertained everybody like, and so he was like, wow, that's really weird. And I wasn't shocked at all. I just looked at him and I said, yeah. And I thought about that later. And six months ago, I would have screamed. <laughs> like six months ago, I would have flipped out. And you know what it is? It's because this book, a lot of what Matt Oren says in his book is that if you don't believe that you have this psychic ability, you will not, you won't be able to focus on it if you aren't believing that it's there. Right. And so that makes sense. Once I started not being in denial about it, because I'm a huge skeptic and, you know, I've never, I've never seen ghosts. I'm, like I said, my intuition is garbage. I'm like not in any way like a medium. So like <laughs> once I started actually like, believing that maybe I did have some kind of ability, all of these weird things started happening to me. And at this point, I don't keep track of synchronicities anymore. <laughs> I don't have time to write them down. <laughs> I just note them in my head and yes. move on. <laughs> Sam's like, you know, yeah, like what just happened? Literally yeah. right before we started talking or right before we like I started telling the story, we were talking about our friend Vivian on Twitter I'm currently working on boxing up a gift for her. I hope you get it before you listen to this, if you do listen, first of all. I'm working on boxing up a package for her, and Sam noticed that inside this book... The Moth, yeah, the I moth, just opened to a random story, and um, the guy who was telling the story, his daughter's name is Vivian. So I opened to the page, and it was just the word Vivian, like, right on the page. yeah. It was wild. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, hmm, interesting. And, and we haven't when we haven't talked about her for like probably since last week. No. So like I brought that up independently of knowing that you were like making her a package. Yeah, and I said, Oh, that's weird. Yes. And then I explained it to you. Yeah. So just weird shit like that. Weird shit. Weird Love shit. That. Weird shit. Love um, that for us. But anyway, so the other thing is that I being a Satanist makes this very complicated. And I did a lot of justifying, you know, Satanists or atheists. And so, okay, so how can I be an atheist and still be, think that all of this stuff is, you know, in a, in a way you think it's spiritual and Satanists aren't spiritual. Yeah. So I had to try and find a way to justify that in my head. It's not as complicated as I was fucking making it because obviously satanists will work with archetypes and so i work with freya i work with dionysus i work with deities and those are my archetypes that i work with mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that i worship gods or that i necessarily you know believe in their existence but i work with those archetypes and then i picked up green witchcraft <laughs> which helps you to adapt to nature and I figured out that it's all connected because me being my own God and working with these archetypes that I'm working with and embodying those archetypes and, you know, um, using those as inspiration helps me to work with nature. And then it ends up just looping all the way back around mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and it's a fun time. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. 
TLDR, what I'm trying to say is that this whole moth thing and me discovering discovering Hellier and meeting all these people, weird people on the internet, and starting this podcast, literally in the last year, my like my brain has just like exploded. I like cannot yes. I tell Sam all the time I think I'm going insane. I'm like, I swear I'm going insane. And uh I probably Sometimes am. you think you do. That was something Greg said uh in hellier right he's like when you can't like focus you can't think about all of the synchronicities and all of the relevance all the time because it will drive you insane yeah john tenney i think said that in hellier yeah Yeah. because they were they were they were on the phone with him remember all like sitting on the porch and he was like okay maybe drive you insane maybe that's why i thought greg said it yeah yeah (laughs) okay so yeah so tenney said that and yeah i think that's absolutely true yeah 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 so that's wild i had to figure out a way to ground myself which took a long time yeah but now i i feel i feel like i'm maybe i'm not the moth yet but i'm safe in my little cocoon Mm -hmm. for now and maybe that's what the pandemic is because we're all stuck at home and we're all you know trapped in our little cocoons and we can't really go out and fly around (laughs) Like we were before. But we're all going to be hella different than we were pre-pandemic. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wow. Thank you for That's it. talking about that. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm like crying a little bit because like it's like I've been avoiding talking about it. Yeah. So thank well, you. <laughs> thank you. Hey, we do the work. I remember saying that in like episode like eight. Yeah. We do yeah, the work. Yeah. The shadow work. And we like we think about things that we don't like to Dude, think about. Dude, we sometimes. we really do, and and that's why I feel like a lot of times we do our vibe check and we say, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing great. And almost, it's very rare that we have episodes where we say I'm amazing. Yeah, and it's because like Sam and I do a lot of fucking thinking. Yeah, especially like in the last year with everything that's happened. It's like as white people, mm-hmm. and for me as a white woman, I have to I have to think about that shit. And a lot of that goes into witchcraft because you cannot, you cannot be a bigot and you cannot be a piece of shit and be a witch. That's just not how this fucking works. It's just not. It goes against like the basic (laughs) principles. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you are doing any of the work, you will not be like that. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Also, I think it's. I think it's nice, too, when we do our vibe checks, because, like, sometimes we do start off our episodes and we're not feeling good. Yeah. But almost always, by the end of the episode... We like, feel way better. We're feeling way better. And yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with just, like, talking about it and, like, saying... Talking about things that, like, might make us uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, but also fucking around, you know? And uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I have to, like, give us some credit for, like, we get messages a lot from people that say that, like, we create a safe space. And that's, like, what we do try to do is, like, we try and make it to where it feels like you were sitting in the room with us. And if you wanted to tell us something very personal, you could. And we wouldn't judge you. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I think I'm done now. (laughs) Yeah. That was wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I want to hear your moth. My flat, moth. Flat, flat. What sound does what sound does a moth make? They go. <sighs> <sighs> I don't know. All right. So I was going to talk. Well, I think I still am, but I'm gonna do it in a different direction. Um, something I was talking um, to Juliet about earlier today. 
Um, so Juliet is also trans. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very weird because I have a lot more trans friends now that I am out as trans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny because when you get to talk to those people about your experiences, it's like really validating and it's also nice because you can have like an open conversation because everyone's trans experience is different just like everyone's everyone's life experience is different you know yeah um i lost where i was going hang on it's fine i'm actually really surprised i didn't lose where i was going the entire time i was talking i took an adderall for this (laughs) (laughs) oh 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 okay so being able to talk about my experience has made me think a lot more about it and also has allowed me to feel more comfortable with being who I am. I saw something the other day online and I don't know who the fuck said it. I don't know where I saw it, but it was like, figure out, oh, why do I think Dolly Parton said this? Figure <laughs> out. Me. That's also a synchronicity. Is it? For me, it is. I was talking about Dolly Parton with Jeff last night because I was wondering which uh, vaccine was the one that she funded. And then we were talking about how great Dolly Parton was. So for me, it is. I love Dolly Parton. So yes. Um, (laughs) She said, figure out who your authentic self is and then be that person on purpose. And I love that. Like, I literally just read that last week and it's been like resonating a lot with me. So I'm trying hard to like be my authentic self and like one of those things is like being like really proud actually of like being trans and it's like nothing to be ashamed of and like like, I don't feel like ashamed of who I am at all anymore because I'm like yeah this is me like yeah good dude you have like literally zero (laughs) reason to feel ashamed for that right yeah it's pre- it's pre- it's pre-programmed into your brain, of course. God, I know. Unfortunately. I know. So one of those things is being trans, but then the other thing is like coming to accept that we're going to go back to this now, having like a psychic ability. And I've noticed that my craft has become a lot more real for me. And yeah. like yeah. And then coming coming up with that, like, epiphany over, like, uh, oh, sorry. They're calling about my car. <gasps> Hello? Good, how are you? <clears throat> awesome, thank you. Uh, uh, it's ready. Yes. Um, what was I saying? Your craft is more real to you now that you're- Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, like, having, like, the epiphany with, like, my tarot cards, like, a couple weeks ago- like, I still haven't found a new deck, mm-hmm. but, like, like having that, like, next level of understanding of, like, why I've been so reluctant to do tarot is be- because of, like, the insanely, like, powerful experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to put, like, more of my energy into different things instead of, like, trying to, like, be like, I need to do tarot. Um, I've been putting a lot more energy into, like, my plants and yes yes that's my favorite so i like spent a good amount of time last week like repotting all my plants and like telling them all these nice things about themselves and 
Um, Jesse Sage is uh, needs a new pot real bad. So that's okay. Don't worry. She will be repotted soon. All right. Um, but like all my plants look so great this week. Like everyone is so stoked now that they they're all in new pots. They got some love. They got some water. And I like I feel really good about that now, too. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, this is great. And then the other thing that I've been trying to do is like put intention into everything I do. So now like when I hit my bong, <laughs> I do it with intention. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if my intention is to get high, I still like consciously think about that every single time I do it. So now I'm like being a lot more conscious of everything that I'm doing in my life. And I'm also kind of realizing that there is like magic everywhere in my life. Yeah. And it's like, it's really wild and it's really cool. And I'm, I've never thought about the moth or tea moth or moths as the journey to change. I don't know. I just never put that together. Yeah, I I put it together a long time ago, and that's why I've decorated our entire house with moths. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and like <laughs> moths and butterflies have always been significant to me, but to me they've always represented freedom. And I don't think that's wrong. In no, this absolutely either, not. No, because now I feel like I have the freedom to be myself, and like freedom to like recognize all of this stuff and i'm comfortable enough with where i am now like i can't wait to see how how we change in the future yeah 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 Yeah. so i'm just like excited about the future now and happy with like how life's going yeah i haven't that's really cool i haven't been i'm gonna be honest i haven't been hopeful for the future in a very long time yeah the other thing i wanted to say is that (laughs) Um, it's weird when, I don't know, I'm sure you've noticed this too. It seems like we're on the same wavelength here. I don't need to sit here and doubt it, I don't think. Um, I don't think you've ever had a doubt that. (laughs) Oh, also, side note, I realized that we've, uh, we've been friends for almost 10 years. Oh, shit. We're pretty close. That is pretty fucking close. That's amazing. We met in 2012, so. That's weird. It does not feel like that long. Yeah. Cool. Yeet. Cool. Fuck, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, we're on the same wavelength. We're on, we're on the same wavelength. I just don't. I just don't like to um, talk for other people, like speak for other people when it comes to this stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. But it's weird when you watch your spell work go from like maybe a, mm, I'm gonna say one in twenty was I felt really good about that and I really felt like it worked. It's weird from going into to like maybe one in twenty you feel really good about to maybe like. I feel like I got maybe an 85% success rate at this point. (laughs) Whenever I do something, it, I feel really good doing it. There's maybe, like I said, 15% where I don't feel great. And, you know, uh, maybe that didn't work. But like, recently, it's like every time I do something, it works really well. It goes really smoothly. I have no problems. Mm -hmm. And I watch, you know, over time, I watch it develop and it's, everything's going, yep. Everything's going great. <laughs> Just the way I wanted. Cool. Nice. 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 And it's weird. It's weirder because like when you when you start watching things get successful, you become more confident. And so you go back into the next 
spell or whatever ritual with like more confidence and it's just even better yeah and like i love that it's so much fucking fun yeah (laughs) yeah oh the other thing i was gonna say is uh i've also been concentrating less on like formal spell work oh yeah Um, i just fuck around it doesn't vibe with me that's just not me so everyday witchcraft um (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, every morning, I'll, like, light an incense on my altar and, like, clean it off. And, like, now that I have my kitchen altar set up, my kitchen altar, like, I have, like, my bowl of salt on that, but I use that to cook. And then I have all of my dried herbs and stuff that uh-huh. I also kitchen use witch, to Kitchen cook. witch, kitchen witch, kitchen witch. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> so it's just, like, little things around that I do. Yeah. I guess when I say, like, like my spells and stuff, I'm not saying, like, I go super crazy with it. But it's like yeah, I burn a yeah. bay leaf. I burn a bay leaf and it, like, disintegrates. And I'm just like, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. That's all. Small things. It's yes. the small things. It's the little yeah. things. Another fun thing is uh, noticing that all of your plants have, like, different personalities. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. I have to show you my plants again, but like, um, I've noticed that as well. And some of my plants decided that they didn't like their pot. So they started to grow into another pot and just grow roots there. And I was like, all right. So I just like clipped them off the old plant and let them start to grow in the new plant. I was like, I guess if you want to be over here, that's fine too. (laughs) Plants are wild. That's true. Yep. A few of mine are just, like, doing their own thing, and I'm just, like, very fun. Ooh, I think my... <gasps> I gotta go look at my peace lily, because yesterday there was a new leaf that was starting to come out. I gotta go check. Also, my rosemary, I thought was mm-hmm. dead, but there's a new sprout coming out of the ground right next to the original plant. Yay! There's a new little friend coming up. So, very it's exciting. Back to life. <sighs> anyway. Wow. Well, I feel enlightened by our moth. The moth? The moth. Our moths. The moths. Well, yeah. I'm very excited to continue our transformation. Me too. <laughs> and I'm excited to see what our future holds. I feel Yay. there's a lot of ghost hunting in store for us very yeah. soon. Oh, yeah. The synchronicities with the ghost hunting equipment that have just fallen into our lap. Mostly yours, dude. My lap found. specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's wild, so. Because we, I mean, we're never not- Have never gotten a message from the universe so loud. <laughs> hey, you should do ghost hunting. Yes. Here's a recorder. Here's a spirit box. Go. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's funny because, like, the spirits of the Stanley episodes- I remember we were, like, kind of giving Carl and Connor a hard time because we were, we were like, how the fuck do you afford all of that equipment? Like, we don't have the money to get all of this equipment. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe a month or two later, you just, like, pick up a little voice recorder. It's like, oh, cool, we can use that. And then I got the Polaroid camera, mm-hmm. which is, oh, we can use that. And then... The little radio. Oh, that's another thing we can use. Just all these little things like falling into our lap. Wow, that's something that, damn, didn't we realize didn't that it's perfect. Wow, I didn't need that until <laughs> it was literally just put now. there. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, 
fucking wild. It really is. Very fun. Wow. Wow. Well, so much to think about. Yes. I hope that I hope that um, anybody who listens to this whose experience has been similar reaches out to us. I'd really love to hear from maybe some of our Team Moth friends or anybody who's seen Hellier and experienced something like we experienced after seeing it. Because I think that for a lot of people, that's like what did it. Yeah. Which is very odd yeah. to think about. I think it was uh, maybe the first quote-unquote mainstream thing that introduced the wave thinking that absolutely they do you know yeah and i mean that coupled with so obviously watched hellier fell in love with greg and dana and then (laughs) became part of the museum of the paranormal and that's how i found psychic witch that's how i discovered matt warren Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i started obviously because he called he called himself anton legay which, obviously, I love that. I followed him on social media, and that's where I started, like, meeting everybody else. Like, Devin Hunter has a bunch of books that are great, and, like, I just think that's hilarious. It just, like, spiraled. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Created. That makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> Greg and Dana are, like, sitting sitting there just being like, hey, exactly as we planned. <laughs> Greg and Dana, come on our show. Oh, uh, one day. One day we will ask them. Yeah. Well, this little weird has not been so little. But that's okay. I I think it's been a really fun time. I think it's been a really fun time, too. Yeah, and this this whole conversation was great. Well, thank you once again for doing the work with me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for inspiring me to do the work, actually. You're welcome. (laughs) Because in a way... Okay, another thing I have to say, being, being best friends with somebody who is trans changes your life. I have to say that. If you do not have any friends who are trans, or if you have a friend who you think may be trans, maybe open up to them a little bit, because it literally changes your life. I have like never been as good of a person before as I am now, because of you. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't think I was going to cry through saying that, but... <laughs> I'm glad. You also make me a better person. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I love you, man. I love you too. Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And this has been a little weird. Not really. Oh, long weird. Long weird. <laughs> <laughs>